Good afternoon, everybody on Educated Economist Air. So in this video, I'm going to be talking about the rise in layoffs that has taken place and how that's going to impact the economy. A lot of times when we think about the layoffs that we're finding out there with all these corporations, including like I think I read one from Google today, something like 19,000 employees or something. I don't know if that's accurate, but it's still quite a few um Quite a few people are getting laid off from a lot of these different corporations that are out there. Now, this is something that I had actually predicted quite a while ago, saying that these zombie corporations were going to get their heads knocked off, and all the people who get laid off from those jobs are going to have to go to work at the service industry. It may not be the job they want, but it's a job that is available, and you would find yourself laid off there. That might be the place that you end up going. Again, like I'm not trying to be predicting of your particular situation, just kind of generally speaking, when people get laid off from these corporations, where are they going to go? And so when we think about it, like the Fed's response to inflation or unemployment, because they're mandated to do two things, right? The Federal Reserve is mandated to do low and stable prices and full employment. And now this is really interesting to think about this full employment mandate. Because if you go and you read some of the stuff coming from the Federal Reserve, there was a time that they would look at employment and how they can adjust employment to start messing with the inflation numbers that are out there. Now, again, this is like, you know, kind of a lot to, to take in if you're not quite familiar with things like the Phillips curve. But the Federal Reserve would have a situation in which that they wanted inflation to rise. They would create the environment in which that more employees would get hired more employees working, more people having that income, spending that money into the economy, start picking up money velocity, and the prices start to move up. If prices go too high, the Federal Reserve would adjust their monetary policy, and what would happen is, is that the rise of unemployment would take place. Less people working, less money coming in through payroll, less money going into the economy, money velocity slows down, and the economy slows down. So this is generally how the Federal Reserve would kind of operate. They would look at employment, and if employment was really hot, like the labor market was hot, there was you know a lot of people working out there, they would believe that that would cause the inflation scenario that they are looking for, or that that would cause an inflationary scenario. In order to, to combat that, they would have to figure out a way to cause the unemployment to rise, and then that would hopefully bring the inflation back down. So... This is kind of like typical thinking of the Federal Reserve, but they have changed the way they think about this now. In that speech um, given by Jerome Powell, and this speech is uh, titled New Economic Challenges in the Fed's Monetary Policy Review. This speech was given, given August 27th of 2020. But in this speech, he talks about this exact thing, this exact scenario coming down. Listen to what he has to say. With regard to employment side of our mandate, our revised statement emphasizes that maximum employment is a broad-based and inclusive goal. This change reflects our appreciation for the benefits of a strong labor market, particularly for many in low and moderate income communities. In addition, our revised statement says that our policy decision will be informed by our assessment of the shortfalls of employment from its maximum level, rather than by deviations of its maximum level. Isn't that weird to think? Devi they changed the way they use this lingo. It used to be that they would adjust their monetary policy for deviations in maximum level. They changed it now to the assessments of the shortfalls of employment from its maximum level. 
very different, right? It's 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 it doesn't seem like it's different, right? But they changed the language of it, so there's a difference inside of what they are saying there. Um, this change may appear subtle, but it reflects our view that a robust jobs market can be sustained without causing an outbreak of inflation. Think about that for just a second. The things that I just said, when employment would go up, people would start earning this money, start spending it into the economy. That money going into the economy raises the money velocity, starts creating the inflation scenario. But what he is saying, that the changes appear subtle, but it reflects our view that a robust jobs market, which would typically cause inflation, can be sustained without causing an outbreak of inflation. So you think about like unemployment being historically low for a significant amount of time. The Federal Reserve isn't worried about having inflation running hot due to the employment factor of things, right? They can have everybody working as much as they want, and it doesn't really cause the inflation scenario that typically would be would be in that place if you were to have everybody working, right? Does that kind of make sense? In earlier decades, when the Phillips curve was steeper, inflation tended to rise noticeably in response to strengthening labor market. It was sometimes appropriate for the Fed to tighten monetary policy as employment rose toward its estimated maximum level in order to stave off unwelcome rise in inflation. Just like what we've been talking about. The change to shortfalls clarifies that going forward, employment can run at or above real-time estimates of its maximum level without causing concern. Unless accompanied by signs of unwanted increase in inflation or the emergence of the risk that could impede the attainment of our goals. Of course, when employment is below the maximum level, as clearly as is clearly the case now, of course, this was back in 2020 when the pandemic was kicking in. We will actively seek to minimize the shortfalls by using our tools to support economic growth and job creation. Now, I think it's really important to understand this, right? Because when it comes to typical situations in which the Federal Reserve would start to adjust their monetary policies, it would be due to the fact that unemployment is rising or that employment had grown too hot. What he is saying here is that that's no longer the case, right? This change may appear subtle, but it reflects our view that a robust jobs market can be sustained. It means everybody can work and work hard and work a lot of money and make all that money, and it would not cause the inflation to outbreak, the outbreak of inflation. See, this is really important stuff to understand and internalize and know, because when you typically think about what the Federal Reserve would do during these times, you would think, okay, they're going to adjust their monetary policy when unemployment starts to rise in order to stimulate the economy to, you know, bring those people back to work again. But from what I'm reading here, they're not worried about a robust jobs market. So they can have as many people working as much as they want, right? Create this incredibly hot jobs market and not worry about it creating the inflation scenario that they had once anticipated would come from that, right? See, this is why there's a huge difference inside of this thing. People look at, like, the layoffs rising. They look at the corporations failing and they're thinking, okay, well, the Federal Reserve is going to have to do something about this because that's what they typically would have done. But they have already said it. We don't have to do that anymore. 
We don't have to participate in that fashion like we once did because it doesn't create the scenarios like it once had. This is, this is why everybody seems to kind of miss what it is that the Federal Reserve is doing. This is why they think that the Federal Reserve has failed, that they don't know what they're doing, that they screwed up. All these things is because they don't realize that the Federal Reserve has changed the way that they conduct themselves. Right? This is the important part to remember is that when you look at the Federal Reserve and you think about like how it is that they are going to be you know, participating into the future, a lot of times people will think about the past and they'll think, okay, they're going for a 2% target, they have to worry about employment, all this other stuff. Those things have changed. I mean, completely changed. They don't go for a 2% target anymore. They go for a 2% average over time. And they don't even give us the idea of what it is that they use to try and figure out that metric. In fact, it's stated right here in this speech. Again, um, in seeking to achieve inflation that averages 2% over time, we are not tying ourselves to a particular mathematical formula that defines the average. Wait a minute. Okay. You're going for a 2% target that's changed to a 2% average over time, but then you're telling us that there, there's no particular mathematical formula that defines the average. Thus, our approach could be viewed as flexible form of average inflation targeting. It's a flexible average inflation targeting. So is it a 2% target? No, it's an average of 2%. And then it's not even that, it's a flexible average 2%. Is this not coming down to like the Federal Reserve just basically saying, hey, it's going to be arbitrary to whatever we decide at the time? Let's continue on. Um, Our decisions about appropriate monetary policy will continue to reflect a broad array of considerations, a broad array of considerations, and will not be dictated by any formula. Isn't that, isn't that so convenient for them, right? Um... Of course, if excessive inflationary pressures were to build or inflation expectations were to ratchet above levels consistent with our goals, we would not hesitate to act. Okay. Very interesting stuff to think about. Like most of the time when we think about the Federal Reserve, we think about them, or at least from the things that I've heard, is that they have no idea what they're doing. They are screwing things up. They, you know, are causing undue pain or whatever. If you go and you read their statements, if you go and read their speeches, they are doing exactly what they said that they were going to do. I mean, like, I, I can't find any deviations from the speech that John Williams had given back in November of 2018, right? Monetary policy strategies for a low neutral interest rate world. Like, I read this speech... And I think about some of the things that they were talking about as far as being their problems and how during the pandemic, a lot of these problems were solved. It leads me to believe that the Federal Reserve not only had well orchestrated this plan, right? I mean, it was a well orchestrated plan in order to save their monetary policy. Like, this is really what it went down as. And a lot of people think, like, man, the Fed screwed up. They don't know what they're doing. They're about ready to fail. And to me, like everything that I read from prior to the pandemic till today, they put this economy and the markets and the financial situation and the government right where they wanted them. Everybody. Think about what they had to say. Today, we face an altogether different set of problems stemming from a very low neutral interest rate. 
That is, the short-term real interest rate that is consistent with an economy operating at its potential alongside low and stable inflation. Ironically, the problem we need to solve these days is the risk of inflation that is persistently too low rather than too high. This was their problem. The problem, the ironically, it's ironic, right? The problem we need to solve these days is the risk of inflation that is persistently too low, excuse me, rather than too high. So I don't think the Fed screwed up. Like, I don't like the Fed. I'm not trying to be like, you know, hey, the Fed is awesome. They really did it. They knew what they were doing. They know how, how this works. I, I'm not trying to say that at all. What I'm trying to say is, is that the Fed said that they were going to do this and nobody believed them. Right. And then they did it. And then they still don't believe them. And even when you go and you look at some of the statements that they made prior to the pandemic about what it was that was going to happen or what needed to happen over the next couple of years, it took place. And it wouldn't have taken place had it not been for the pandemic, had it not been for the unusual and exigent circumstances that had taken place during the pandemic, the Fed would have failed. I mean, maybe not. They might have used some other tools for it. But because of the pandemic and the way that they were able to bail out the, the corporations, bail out the government, bail out everybody again with the whole stimulus packages, it covered it all up. It covered up their failure. Yeah. I don't know. That's the way I see it anyway. And I just wanted to leave that kind of in there for a lot of people who are thinking about layoffs, unemployment and stuff like that and where it is that the Federal Reserve is seeing this. I would go back and refer back to that speech and what it is that Jerome Powell was saying about the unemployment rising and they're not and or I guess employment rising, a labor market rising and not being a concern of inflation coming from that. I think that's a very important thing to understand. Okay. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.